It's the YMM Podcast 100th episode, live from the Keanu Recital Theater, February 22nd, 2014. Be ready for details soon. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. podcast i'm todsky uh no tito steve or ash that list keeps growing uh because they all backed out and i'm going solo today so it's just me at the dining room table you get to hear me for two hours non-stop no i'm just kidding i'm surrounded by great great guests and great friends and family here at the table and this is going to be a great show who's with me at the dining room table studios tonight uh teresa mcmurray musings you're still giving her. It's this is like this is like 75 shows you've been on now. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start including you in the intros, right? Who else we got? Uh, Mike Demanskis with Heavy Crude Video. Heavy Crude Video. Yeah, that's the name of our company. Oh, right on. We're official now. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And uh, Tim Moen uh, with uh, Epic Productions, and uh, I got nothing else. That's it. I'm a local boy. I wanted and to pilot. and Joe and Pilot. Yeah. I wanted to comment when uh, when you were on Sun News there. Uh, the excellent placement of the epic production. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was subtle. Subtle. Totally subtle. That's exactly the word I would use. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. Hey, if they're going to whore me out, I'm going to whore them out. It seemed only fair. Yeah, it seemed only fair that we're giving each other reach around there. They you might see that? pay your wages a little bit for that. I'd be careful. <laughs> I need to get better at that. <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, hi, I'm Andy Cobb, and I'm uh, also with Heavy Crude Video, and we're from Los Angeles. Pleasure to have you guys on the show today. Absolute pleasure. Uh, I think it's, well, it's been a few months in the making. Uh, I was actually going home from work today. I was trying to figure out how this all started. I think I see, I actually, I think it came down from the Alberta Tourism pulling your guys' video, I think is how I actually... Uh, Got to know, got to know your guys, you guys, and I think I just tweeted one of you or both of you, and I think I made the offer to hey, why don't you come on the show while you guys are up here? And thank you for being receptive of saying sure, because oh, a lot of people are like fuck you and don't ever come up here and, and want to talk <laughs> to anybody. So I definitely appreciate this very much, guys. And how's the trip been? It's been awesome. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, initial thoughts to what you? Uh, that's kind of the big question. Uh, you know what? I'll throw it on the table right off the bat. Your initial reaction of what you thought Fort McMurray was to, you know, you've been here a couple of days to what you actually see it. Well, let me tell you, we, we got in town on Monday, and it was crazy because uh, we, we get in town, and the first thing we see is really 
I don't want to overstate it, but I would say it was a crime against humanity was the first thing we saw. <laughs> and it was a line of Tim, the line of Tim Hortons. It was outrageous, it was unacceptable, and it can't be happening any, in a civilized society. A line shouldn't reach around the black people. No. <laughs> and Canada should be ashamed. And Canada, if you, you should personally be ashamed. I've been... We, oh, we are ashamed yeah. of the lines at Tim Hortons. You have no idea the plight that I've had with the one down the street here in Thickwood has been absolutely unreal when you can't even pull over to get your gas because the lineup goes all the way to the other side of town. Uh, you know, we... Uh, I'll tell you, coming into town, uh, every friend, family, and loved one that we had uh, was very concerned about us. Terrified. Terrified. Uh, my mom and, uh, and fiancé made me get a made us get a GPS tracking <laughs> with, with like an alarm that you can set on it. So the shit goes down. You just hit that button. Yeah. You'll be all right. That's and, awesome. <laughs> It's, you know, it's it's real rough up there, and folks aren't going to like you, and it's going to be it's going to be dangerous. Were they going to send in a SWAT team? <laughs> be honest though, how hard was it to get a panic button in LA? What's that? How hard was it to get a panic button in LA? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> easy. Uh, and, well, I've look, never even seen one of those. It's awesome. It's uh, you, you don't have those at all times. No, but I'm going to bring one to LA with me if I come down there. That's uh, for sure. And, and uh, LA, uh, that's actual danger to it. But uh, no, it's uh, so you know. But what we know of of Fort McMurray, and what I think a lot of the world knows of Fort McMurray, is largely vice documentaries. You know, lar- largely, yeah. uh, you know, stuff. You know, what we see of the town is bars that are very dangerous, filled yep. with young men with cocaine in their bloods and Somalians running wild, which has uh, big racist connotations as a uh, mythalization. And it wouldn't be the first one to have that on the show either. So, oh yeah, <laughs> but I, but I but I feel like the, but what we've encountered as a town has been very different from that, mm-hmm. and, and our experience has been very different than that. And uh, you know the. The, this things that that started us down this path, we still have you know uh, a lot of questions and concerns. Absolutely, about, you know, and, and, and and some of these these other issues. But as far as a town and a community, uh, we've uh, we've met uh, some really beautiful people and had some really beautiful experiences, and uh, we've had a good time. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this motherfucker right here uh, is really lovely. That's me. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he is. And uh, has uh, been an incredible host and uh, shown us around and shows us shown us things and helped us meet people and see things that otherwise I don't think we'd be able to do, uh, which has been terrific. We met a great uh, guy named Anthony who's uh, First Nations and he showed us around a little bit and took us to Fort Chip mm-hmm. let us sleep in his home meet with his family eat his food wow uh, just the hospitality overall has been awesome a couple <laughs> things that we ex- uh, expected coming to Canada uh, most of my knowledge about Canada comes from South Park episodes uh, <laughs> off and, to a great state yeah, yeah, oh dear I think I got it pretty much figured out and, uh, and Molson ads uh, so but actually those aren't too bad pretty awesome. <laughs> fairly close yeah. but the uh, we expected to meet all white people uh, we expected uh, everyone to be unfailingly polite which generally has been true uh, there's been some folks who uh, who seemed less than happy to see us but uh I'm kind of a dick. I can see it. And uh, what else? We expected. Uh, uh, what what else about our expectations versus reality? Um, 
The lead singer of the Spin Doctors, everybody. I love totally digging the beard. Is that new? Because like I've, it is new. Yeah, yeah. Because just like through obviously I've met you guys first time tonight, but just through like social media and, and websites, I don't recall beard. beard. I don't remember no. looking for beard. Well, uh, my girlfriend made me grow this as a disguise. <laughs> oh, see, it looks like you fit in. You get the panic Alberta. button. I you get, get the beard. It. So as soon as you get back uh, over the border, it's gone. It. No, that wasn't me. I have no idea. That uh, no, northern I, mountain. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, it was uh, mostly for the cold because I heard it was going to be forty below. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I, were you guys here Monday? Failed you again? They, ju- you, they just yeah. missed it. Yeah, 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 you just. Well, missed. he got off the plane. It was about minus twenty five. Oh, okay. I've never seen someone so white. He was like, he looked shell shocked, quite honestly. Yeah, and he's look, looking around, and yeah, it's been actually. Yeah, we've like been jumping frozen. on the other side of the. <laughs> you look like you've acclimatized well, though. I mean, you're pretty comfortable. Uh, oh, it's all a lie. I'm wearing so many layers right now. I got on. Uh, I got uh, electric socks. Yes. So my my carbon footprint is literal <laughs> uh, right now. I've got I've got uh, so many oil based products right now protecting my body from the cold. I've got on uh, thermals. I've got on jeans and a union suit. You guys know from unions? Yeah, no. I know what unions. Like a, okay. a onesie. Yeah, it's like, like a, a, oh, a okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm still freezing my uh, my nuggets off everywhere I go. I'm real warm. I mean, I, I got a beard, and he can't grow one. <laughs> kind of jealous. He I'm rags me a man. lot. I'm less than a man. Oh, that is awesome. No, but yeah, you guys have been getting the the unseasonable warmth there. That no is kidding. Usually, a couple every January, every couple of January is like usually one in January every five years. We get uh, we get the 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 above plus uh, the plus temperatures. I'm, I distinctly remember one January pouring down rain when I was yep. working. So. It happens every now and then, but uh, I enjoy it. I'm glad you guys got here at, uh, at some decent weather. Well, I, I tell you, I, I lived in Chicago for about a decade, so like I'm not a complete stranger to cold, but uh, as soon as you cross the line into California, you become, um, and I don't want to throw a technical medical term here, but a total pussy. <laughs> and, uh, well, there's expectations to be had, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. Uh, uh, I'm glad you guys uh, had. A, a, I'm glad you guys got to see the initial Fort McMurray because uh, there's a lot of times, and I know Tim and Teresa can can back me up on this one, where we would reach out. Oh, she clicked, did she? This is being filmed too, uh, so you'll hear Mike jump up and down. Um, I know uh, Teresa and Tim can back me up on this one, but there's been a lot of times where we'd see something similar, uh, a campaign, and some people want to come up, see the oil sands, and everyone kind of thinks, oh, they have their own agenda already pre pre-spoken for they want to just come up grab their shots and go and we would people like us would actually jump on twitter and stuff like that where we would just get no response they had no interest tim's story with uh, with neil young is now legendary where no interest of seeing anything that this town had to offer besides that one shot where they want tim up in the in the chopper going through those two tailing spawns going up 63 north between Suncor and Sinkert and that's all they ever wanted right so yeah. right off the bat you guys have got some good points in my book because you're actually willing to to sit down and talk right and risk so. a stabbing <laughs> yeah. I didn't show you the Absolutely. As soon as Mike and Andy brought in all their gear, I did the old deadbolt lock and snicker as I walked up the stairs. <laughs> See that laugh? <laughs> uh, so right on. Uh, so we'll get uh, like thank you very much at that point just for even coming on here. So I definitely appreciate that. Well, thanks for saying that, man. And, and I'll be honest. It's, to be to be completely honest on that, I think we've gone through an evolution in all this, and and I I think our project started off with more of a strident tone than what we are actually winding up doing. And just how that happened uh, was largely through feedback from the community. 
was, you know, we, we put out this trailer and we started to hear back from folks. And one of the things we heard was, which I, th- I, I thought was great, was, oh, yeah, yeah, you coming up to Fort McMurray? How are you getting here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, First question I always take, ask. Take play. The yeah. classic yeah. response. How, how are you getting to the airport, you know? And, and, uh, and you know, I, I, I think there's some answers to that, but I, but I think also it's, it's, it's worth considering. And it's worth considering the idea that uh, all of us are, you know, the, global issues have an upside, and that means that we are part of a global community. And that transcends borders, and that maybe you know some of this stuff that challenges us can also bring us together. Absolutely, and Absolutely. we can be strident dicks, or we can choose to maybe be something else. And I've spent a lot of my life on the strident side of issues, <laughs> and you know, preaching the choir, man. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you know, and, and that's cool, you know, because you know people are passionate about these, mm-hmm. you know, all the issues yeah. that we're talking about. Uh, are, are things that people are passionate about, rightly so. But you know, maybe there's a way to do it uh, that, that's a little better than what we've doing, been yeah. doing. And a lot of that has come from a realization that uh, you know I've been an activist in various ways for my whole life. And looking back, almost every battle I've been a part of, I've been completely ineffective. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I might have made some people laugh and I might have made, I might have raised some awareness from time to time or been part of something like have that. Have someone second thought. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and you but, probably got laid a time or two. But, I did get laid a time or two, which is awesome. <laughs> Hippie chicks, thank you <laughs> for all you gave me over the years. But you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it's worth reevaluating. Absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's worth taking a look at, at communicating mm-hmm. rather than, uh, than just sort of yelling. And so, yep. so I, I don't know. It's it's I been just, great to listen to folks. I mean, I just, now I'm babbling. So no, I'm I just flash into my own life. It's Mine it's, too. it's really interesting. Yeah. This to me, it's about a dialogue. I have an, a background as an activist as well. I was an anti-nuclear activist during the 1980s in Canada when the U.S. was going to come up and test cruise missiles right in on, Lake right Alberta. On. So I was very actively involved in the anti-nuclear movement at that time. But what I recognized is. I wasn't. I wasn't creating a dialogue. I was creating a rhetoric, mm. and I wasn't actually engaging people. I was pushing my view on them, and I wasn't actually creating a dialogue where we could talk about it and say maybe we need to come to some sort of understanding of each other, and then we can move forward. And that really sort of when I met, left that movement, it changed the way I approach things, and uh, I think it made me a a good person to be in Fort McMurray right now because to me it's about building that dialogue. It's about mm. having those conversations, and some of them are really hard conversations to have when you live in a place that's got a very controversial industry but it doesn't mean we can't be open to having them and yeah, well yeah just what andy was saying like that it, i look back uh, we're getting ready for a big milestone on the podcast we're actually coming up on our 100th episode hey congrats and uh, thanks uh, three years we've been doing this and i actually look back at myself of what i was three years ago mm-hmm. and i find what you said actually really uh, reminisce with me and how i dealt with things three years ago compared to what I've dealt with now and the only reason why I've changed is people like well I find doing this podcast where you actually get other people to explain their side of the story and also editing the podcast where I listen to myself going Jesus fuck why are you talking like that right (laughs) 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 you get on video and sometimes like Jesus angel (laughs) 
sucks, eh? It's just like, you think you sound so cool until you hear it back, and it's like, wow, I gotta change this. So, and no, and how you just, just explain that really, really hit home because I think that's exactly how I've evolved in just three years, uh, where you, like, you guys have that activism background, and I don't know whether you want to call me an activist for this town, is what I've always felt to be on the defensive for, is because of what people have said about us. And this is my home, right? No, I wasn't born here, but I grew up here, been here 20 years. I have a son, single father, bringing up him, and I, we're not going anywhere anytime soon because of way too many opportunities that are available here that I we'd go elsewhere and we'd have nothing. So I've always felt to be on that defensive, and whether I was, a, someone said the mildest of, of comments, and I would literally try to leap down their throat to, like you said, striding it, it, it. I know it just hit home, so that was really good. We're going to end the show right there because that was great. <laughs> Wait, just <laughs> Thank our sponsors, the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Hey, there you go. Um, but let's let's start. How the, you guys wanted to get this project off the ground? Like how this all? Let's go way back, and how it all began. Well, uh, Andy and I had been making uh, doing political satire with a group called the Second City for a number of years, and we had a, a number of uh, great videos that have done very well. Um, you know, and uh, they relocated the department to Chicago, and so. We decided we had been doing internet videos for a long time. You know, they're great. Um, we've had great feedback on them, but we wanted to dig into a topic that we felt was uh, very important. And so we narrowed it down to what we thought were the big, probably the big two issues of our time would be immigration and climate change. And we felt that um, sort of climate change, everything sort of has to be viewed through that lens. We feel like it's a bigger issue. Um, and, you know, so we decided, uh, we, well, we literally Googled most environmentally destructive project on the planet, and that's how we discovered the tar sands. <laughs> hey. Uh, wow. So uh, you guys have it's a Google problem. LA is <laughs> the top there. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that, that'd be fair enough. That'd be fair enough. True that. But, uh, you know, also it's the... It's actually interesting to know. I never knew that. It's the, um, it's the center of, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of controversy and noises about KXL. Um, and we figured, why don't go see what life is like on the other side of the pipe? So, uh, Andy, you have anything to add? To yeah, you know. Uh, How many years ago are we talking? Like, when, when did this all start? About February oh. last year. So okay. this is 11 months later, we finally make it. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good turnaround for, for, for some things. We, I mean, we, Michael and I have been working together for, I guess, three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, we, we started about a year ago. But you know, I, I and I think part of it is is speaks to what Tim said, which is that uh, about Los Angeles, which is we do live in uh, an environmental disaster that's going on, that's been going on for years. You know, if if I look outside of my house, I see smog. <laughs> you know that, that we've we've got plenty in our own backyard. We got plenty of problems, and you know, if we want to talk about water issues, we can go to West Virginia. You know, if, if if we want to talk about air issues, we can go to Los Angeles. The, the reason that, and Americans, I, I think this this may uh, be shocking news to you, but we're a very self centered people. <laughs> uh, we uh, we're very self involved, and we uh, and we like Tim's been teaching us not just about Canadian history but American history, which is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but I, but. I, 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 I think that we realize that uh, that we're part we're oil junkies, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're we're part of this uh, this chain. And right now, the issue that you hear about in the United States is KXL and Enbridge and, and some of the pipelines. And the reason 
uh, I think Americans are starting to focus on your neck of the woods is now that there, now there's uh, a pipeline that's entered our neck of the woods, and of course Americans can't see beyond their own uh, borders. Yeah. Uh, we, mm-hmm. have the, we have this, this uh, myopium. And, and so, so now we're starting to focus on, on uh, Canada and, and some Canadian issues. So so, I hope that the actual company that builds that pipeline is called TransCanada, too, right of all things. Sure, so, yeah. sure yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I, I think that all those things combined uh, to sort of say that this is something that we want to know more about. And, and part of that is, is that we have so little understanding about uh, Canada about Fort McMurray, about the changes that this area is going through, but also Canada at, at large. Uh, you know, I, I made that, that uh, silly comment about South Park a little bit earlier, <laughs> but it's really not that far off. Yeah. You know, I, I went to public schools my whole life. I don't know dick about Canada except your, your uh, sports teams. Yeah. Like, I really don't. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, I don't consider myself an idiot, I, but I am an American, and, no, and we, we have a common... Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was always showcased. I know Rick Mercer did a special on it years ago. That I don't know if it made your guys' way yet. Was uh, Canadians on America? Rick Mercer on America? You know what I'm talking about? Talking right? to yeah. Americans. Yeah. Talking to Americans. There's that. I don't know if you, there's a YouTube guy. I don't know if you guys are aware of him. Cassium G. Um, anyway, he, he does all if these. He's not American. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, he, no, he's a. He's, he's, he's based out of LA. <laughs> oh, yeah. And his shtick <laughs> is California on, and he does different topics, right? And one of the ones that caught my attention on was California on Canada, okay. where he'd go to people on Venice Beach and be like, "Can you name the Canada Prime Minister?" Very similar to talking to Americans, same things, right? And mm-hmm. no one was getting anything right. And I don't know. It was, I, I remember studying. It's just the way the school systems work, or way the, the countries work, right? Like I strictly remember studying United States politics, United States Absolutely. government. That's just what we learn. Right? Right. Unfortunately, it's your guys' public school system. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just strictly different. Where you guys focus I, I, on? I think we can probably at this table all agree that American schools suck. Let's look at that. Yeah. When when I first started talking about this project and, and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go to Canada and make a, a documentary about tar sands," people said. Tarzan? What is, what, when did he move to Canada? You know, I thought the jungle was in Latin America. You know? That's not a joke. That is for that's, real. That's true. That's true. Oh well. But okay, so you guys got some political satire is where the, the where the, your guys' background comes from, which I don't think I knew that because that actually explains that first video uh, a lot to me now. Because um, like I said, the attention was brought when uh, what was it? It was to Travel Alberta mm-hmm. pulled yeah. it. Well, it was for a legal logo. Use. Is that what the, the final thing was? It or what? well, they uh, they flagged us for copyright reasons. But on YouTube, you're, you you have fair use. So right. if you're if you're transformative yeah. and using cha- changing the footage and using it for criticism, mm. you're allowed to use it. You don't have to tell anyone or ask permission. And we use I think maybe three seconds, three to five. I think maybe eight seconds max of their of their just. Just to say, two remember, minutes. Like two minutes. yeah, the whole thing was travel, <laughs> but it was just a logo. All it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, or it was a cut of their video, wasn't it? I think that it was, was a, a short. It was a cut of it was right. It was a cut of video. So we didn't do anything wrong, um, but they um, they filed a copyright complaint, and when they do that, you can see who the name of the lawyer is yeah. and who you know they represent. And it was uh, the law firm was Denton's. I forget the name of the lawyer, but it was a, it was a. Uh, a lawyer that does a lot of the big pipeline deals. Mm. So then, you know, we said, well, they're trying to censor us. You know what I mean? Yep. And right. why did they go to a big oil lawyer and not a and not a um, not a copyright lawyer? Yeah. You know, and, and, and 
Good. Yeah, and well, I was going to say, pay attention. If there's any uh, oil company lawyers listening to this, it kind of backfires to have that strategy because as soon as I saw that these guys were getting censored, I, I got pissed off. Well, that's like, what, well, it was boneheaded. And, and, I, and I sent them that when I saw the censorship thing, I actually sent them a message saying, "Listen, you need a place to stay. You need free gear. You need yeah. whatever well, help I, I can give yeah. you." Because well, I, I, I wanted hate to ask, censorship. like, no offense, but like, like. Were you guys able to? Do you think you would have fund this campaign without that happening? No, because I think that that one action alone Absolutely. brought a whole bunch of attention your guys' way. We were probably about twenty five to thirty percent when that happened. I think we had nine hundred thirty nine views, and I had usually we do pretty well with videos, and I had, and I've been really promoting it hardcore. That's like all I did every day. It is a hot topic, and yeah. I was and I was not getting any feedback, and maybe that's because Indiegogo was in, oversaturated or something like that. But I was like, man, like I'm not getting. Anything and then and then as soon as that happened, it was all over the internet. We were Bang. Yeah. absolutely yeah. It was the biggest boneheaded move Travel Alberta could have made. As soon as I heard that they were pulling it, I'm like, <laughs> you guys are such idiots. Yeah, it, it was, it was <laughs> you, just like you, you single handedly funded their campaign. Their projects. Yeah. <laughs> 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 absolutely, absolutely. That was a, that was a big boom to our project. Yeah, we were in Bloomberg. We were in CBC of News. Course. We you were in Prime Alberta. Well, we weren't on there, but they were talking about us. You and, that you got any coverage. feedback from Travel Alberta? Like, did you hear anything of it, or did you try to fight? I don't, know, I don't think. Because it's still down, isn't it? Or uh, I took it down, but I felt like it, I felt like it was a little bit maybe not something that really is going to be helpful to you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I I know it's a sensitive issue, and I don't want to. And I to think, be honest, I, I don't know that it represents the project as it stands anymore. Mm. But it served its purpose, I think. Yeah, and it Absolutely. got us here. It and got yeah. you guys here. Yeah. Yeah. So you never heard anything back from Travel Alberta? That's no. Um, I I mean I'm very paranoid and anxious person so every day I was checking the mail and I'm like am I gonna you know am I gonna have to go to court over there but, I, I don't think they're that organized yeah, but, so I, mean, I don't think if, you if need they to did work. that that would have double backfired you know because yeah. then they're actually suing us but they I think that they were happy to have it go away and we yes. were happy to get you know what we needed so boom project funded yeah what's what's the feeling like down in LA for you guys what's the you guys starting to move Tim's on board I'm pretty sure I think all of us are tweeting you guys now well, you guys are on the four back <laughs> radar you know what I never heard back from these guys till actually after my Neil Young article kind of blew up okay uh, and they they read it and they, they must have you must have checked your YouTube thing. yeah I don't check my YouTube messages that often yeah. so. but uh, they they contacted me about you know and said hey uh, yeah we'd like to take you up on your offer and so we had some preliminary discussions, and I felt a, I felt a little tinge of remorse for writing kind of outing Neil. I kind of I don't like to do mm. that to clients, I know. Um, but I kind of felt like he broke his agreement to me because uh, you know we were supposed to be promoting green energy, and I thought that was what I was doing. And then when it turned out, it that took the tone of smearing everything. I kind of had to protect my own reputation too because I got to live in this town, and that's not what I thought I was doing. Well, you so. said it best on the podcast that, that we did. I think yeah, you're there too, Teresa, when you said. You said exactly that. I don't like to smear anyone, but I'm just telling you what yeah. happened. So, so right up front with these guys, I said, look, you know, I talked to Mike. I said, just so you know, I'm willing to help you tell whatever story you want. But if I feel like you're being unfair to my city or exaggerating or taking things out of context or outright lying, you're going to be reading yourself about yourself in the Huffington Post. So as long as you're okay with those. And he Dude, gets a couple subscribers. <laughs> and, and we are unable to distinguish between positive and negative forms of attention. So. Yeah. so and, and to their credit, he's like, somebody said sure. Yeah, he said okay. So yeah, that's we're cool with that. All link like, is okay, good. Cool. We're off to a good start then. If they're open to, because that tells me you're open to dialogue. You're open. You know, I just want this people that are open and honest about yeah. their intentions. And even if it's here to smear, 
the thing, right? You know, I'll, I'll work I'll, with you. I'll work with somebody. All we ask for is an attempt. I, yeah. I, I want, if I'm going to be working with you in telling your really biased story, I'm also probably going to write about it and, and just explain my experience of working right. with you. Yeah. And I'll tell you my experience of working with these guys uh, has, has been wonderful. I mean, it's been a great dialogue. We've had long talks about the problem. We've uh, resolved everything. We have. We've Excellent. actually solved. I see your guys' thing. We just have to news. bring our manifesto to yeah. the, the right people, <laughs> and everything will be fixed. People will be okay. I, I, I honestly do think that we've had some spectacular discussion. I mean, and we uh, we stand on the different sides of a number of issues, but we found a lot of common ground sure. and good discussions. Uh, Tim's a libertarian. Yeah, I am not, and uh, but we've had I think some really. We really understood each other on a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of differences, you know, and, and I, I'm not even sure that we have those differences yet. We, I, we just haven't dialogued enough. Like, I think I'm right in line with Teresa's idea of dialogue being everything. And so I think there's, you know, we've found a ton of common ground. There's a little bit of area that appears we don't have common ground. But I think if we really dug into it and defined our terms and got down to, you know, principles and everything, I bet you we, we would find we hardly disagree on anything. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like every time we talk, we find more and more that we agree. Well, one of the ideas that struck me today was uh, the story of an environmental activist from YMM who travels to Los Angeles to see the the Mordor that is Los Angeles, <laughs> the environmental disaster. Brilliant. They, they, they pump out as much greenhouse gas there as we do here and uh, here there's all sorts of people dying uh, there's all sorts of social vice and, and <laughs> crime I've heard that sort of dysfunction. thing and uh, heard so all I these horrible stories story I think we can uh, you know I, it, the parallels I mean I, I think they're really interesting parallels between uh, the two places I mean it's, it's a place where both cities are places where people come to work mm-hmm. right? people come to Los Angeles to work people come Fort McMurray to work. The difference be- between them, I think, is that in Fort McMurray, people are actually working, <laughs> as opposed to handing out headshots in a coffee shop. So there's a lot of distinctions to be made, but, but there's similarities. But uh, but I think that's a really fun idea. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think it'd be a great idea. And then you can say my because place anytime. You, you know, you one thing that. We are in this together, right? And so there's, you know, it's as hard for a person to just shut off and remove a car from their life as it is for people up here to just turn off the production and Absolutely. remove their livelihood. So how do we solve this problem? And, and the way we solve it, I think, is through dialogues like this and uh, and looking for similarities and, and looking for, for ways we can work together. And, you know, Neil Young's rhetoric, you know, I see him and Ezra Levant as kind of, in the same camp, really, when it comes to this, there's the people that that are just engaged in hyperbole and again and, and imposing their dogmas on everyone else, and then there's people that are really interested in having a dialogue and how do we change and how do we find common ground and and I think that's the way forward, really. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I kind of am happy that you guys are here. I think this is hopefully ushering a new era of dialogue and and kind of modeling the way for hopefully people that that follow you. This is how you do it, folks. No, and that's a very good point. And you took the words out of my mouth. This is exactly how you do it, right? For the quote-unquote activists or drive-by journalists that that come up here that we've grown as locals have grown to dislike. What you guys did is exactly how you do it. This is how you get to know what this town's all about. And I think that's why I've always had an issue with some of what people said. It's because a lot of the term oil sands gets lumped up in the city of Fort McMurray, mm-hmm. when in fact it's two very different 
things, right? When people say Fort McMurray, they're not talking about the home. They're actually talking about the oil right. sands plants that they're, are about 50 kilometers north of us. But that's what that's what a lot of people that don't come up here and don't spend the time with the locals yeah. don't get to know. Like, I'll tell you right now, me and Teresa were talking about it. Uh, first, the first thing that we said to each other were like, Tim's backing these guys, so... Uh, this this sounds good. This I'm excited for this. Tim's Tim's giving the okay. Yeah. Don't make me look like an idiot. Fellas. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you hadn't been hooked up with Tim, I probably would have considered not meeting with you at all sure. because I've done this many many times with other Bingo. filmmakers, with print journalists, with. Um, and sometimes it can be a very frustrating, disheartening experience. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, that's so, not an invite for anyone that wants to come to Fort Mac to do the classic article. You heard article. it here first, come on up, come on up, <laughs> stay. Just, and just be like, oh, befriend uh, Tim, and we can just do whatever we want. Come no, stay at Totsky's place, <laughs> open invitation. Yeah, yeah, you'll get my six-year-old drilling you more than I will, I'll tell you that, and he's a tough case. Um, but yeah, how you do it is exactly what I was thinking in my head when you were, when you were saying that, because this is how you do it, right? And it's yeah. to me, that's one thing I wanted to talk about in the podcast, I didn't quite know how to bring it up, so I'll just say it. That, I think that's where I find all the, the, the offensiveness when it comes to those drive-by journalists. Sure. Is, is you're getting things mixed, especially with this Neil Young thing, right? Was he talking about Hiroshima being from McMurray? No, he was talking about that section of highway that goes between those two tailings ponds, right? But the one thing that bugs me about Neil Young is he didn't even give give a shit about what he didn't the differentiate town has to offer. In, in any way, and that's especially. one of the, the biggest issues is a lack of differentiation between the industry and the community. Uh, so when people say Fort McMurray is a terrible place, are you talking about the industry in Fort McMurray? Are you talking about the community? Can we have some differentiation here on what what you're actually saying? And I'll tell you, from Los Angeles. From, from from way far away, we had no fucking idea of the distinction. Of course, you know, and no one. Why would you? Yeah. Why yeah. would you? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I and if we hadn't come here and listened to folks, we wouldn't have understood the, so the per- importance of the distinction, mm. and we wouldn't have known that it was there in the first place. Absolutely. I, 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 I imagined a place that was, you know, because in Los Angeles we have oil rigs in the middle of Beverly Hills, and you know, we have really? yeah, uh, not a vast amount, but mm. they're but they're there. Uh, that are actually pumping and operating uh, at all times. So, I think that's what we were imagining more of is is a town that was intertwined with, yeah, yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, when you look at movies like Fubar is one of the ones. I don't know if you guys heard of it, but Fubar. I saw it, yeah. yeah, literally. When you look at Fubar too, when they came up here, the, the way they edit it, they actually have the old sense plants like ahead, like south of town. Like it looks like they go through Suncor before they get into the town. Right. right so everyone right. everyone has that vision where. Well, we're just surrounded by tailings ponds, and, and we're surrounded by industry, right. and we are in a sense, but it's literally not out my back my back door. You can look at my, the my Hiroshima hashtag, and you can see exactly what's out our back door and what we're actually living into in our community, right? So, which I think we can. Well, let's touch on it now. That hashtag exploded, Teresa. <laughs> kind of went places I didn't expect it to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Huff, uh, front page of Huffington Post. Huffington Post Canada. They did a, sort of a story on my Hiroshima and the fact that it was sort of the Fort McMurray grassroots movement to counter Neil Young's comment, which is exactly what I intended it to be. And I really didn't think it was going to pick up quite the way it did. Um, my intention was once a day I would post a photo tagged. YMM, my Hiroshima, sharing pictures of my life here, which is uh, nature and wildlife and uh, the great outdoors, because we have some incredible beauty here. Uh, other local residents started picking up on it, and the pictures started to be shared all over the country. And, some beautiful uh, shots, And some too. beautiful yeah. things I've never seen. I didn't know we had wild horses in Jeanvier. Yep. No idea. 
I've lived here for 12 years and I was seeing places I'd never seen. So, I mean, I think it was incredibly effective. And uh, I've been accused so far today of being um, a, a shill for the oil sands, that somehow this was inspired by oil sands money. It wasn't. I <laughs> hatched it on a little community blog that I've been running for three years that I earned no money for whatsoever and never have. Um, so this was actually very sort of a grassroots community movement yeah. and that's the difference it wasn't an industry campaign or a government campaign it was the community saying we know the dialogue that's out there right now we know the the perception of who we are and what's being shown about us we're going to show you what we think we are or how we see yeah. ourselves or another side that you're not seeing. and what's unfortunate is that that neil young has you know it's unfortunate we're even having this dialogue we should be talking about okay how do we move forward not, we shouldn't have to be defending ourselves from you know, and so when you when you come at us with this kind of hyperbolic, exactly, you know, way, all our energy is now. Now you're our enemy. We're not working with you. You may have some good points in what you're doing, but we They're all we're doing, all we're focused on is defending ourselves, defending our livelihood, and that's what this Neil Young thing is turning into. It's turning literally into some kind of war. Yeah. Well, he's entrenched himself into this position. So what is what is our option? We have to entrench ourselves in the opposite position because he hasn't left us any room for for finding that common ground. He said, shut your industry down. You know, we don't want your industry. Well, that's great. What about all the people in this community, this province, and this country who rely on this industry? That includes First Nations people. It's unrealistic. I mean, it literally is to me like going to L.A. and saying, this is horrible. Shut, shut it this, down. Shut Just shut it down. down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. We can't handle this anymore. Would make it a better no more pollution. It's not a bad idea. That might be the answer. Look, if we can all agree that the answer is we shut all internal combustion engines down sure. tomorrow and stop. Sort of the anti-industrial then, revolution. Then let's all do it. At least we all started the same. Like we're all starting <laughs> from scratch, right? So yeah. Uh, you know, I let me ask you this: as as community members, if if uh, Neil Young had said. Uh, that the oil sands look like Hiroshima. Would that have been a significant distinction for you? Is that is that with- from my point of view? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. For me, industry is not pretty. Industry is ugly. Every industry I've been in underground coal mines, the only or underground gold mines, the only difference is because they're underground, so the ugly is hidden. It's it's to me it, it's because where I get my back against the wall is when people are saying that. You live in this Mordor type spot. You live in a town that's just diseased and and sure. infested what town. What you're doing is yeah. disgusting. Like that. That's what bothers me. Yeah. And I know because people have said it that when Neil Young says stuff like, I think what was his exact quote? Fort McMurray is like Hiroshima. He was basically said Fort McMurray. And it's, people it's literally have that image yeah. of that nuclear bomb going off and that of of the region. Yes. Like I said, so it would have made leaps and bounds difference in my mind because what I defend. Don't get me. I'm sure we'll talk about it later on the podcast about actual oil sands operations and, and all of our stance on that. But but that's what gets my that's what gets me uptight is when they start talking about this town as that right. So I think that would have made a leaps and bounds difference in my world. Well, and I think the frustrating thing is is when Neil was here, he actually didn't make a, a, any real efforts to connect with the community or with members of the community or, or to engage with members of the community yeah. to yeah, sort of see that perspective, which I think is really an important perspective to, to take in. Even if he'd walked away at the end of the day and still told the same story, uh, at least he would have seen that and other side. He had a green card. <laughs> When he was here, yeah, uh, the world's first the green carnival, only green carnival in the world. The same weekend he was here, like that, you can't ask for Runs better timing. Runs on biofuel. I mean, the only one in the world out of Edmonton. And I think yeah. part of the problem too with Neil, just coming to his defense a little bit, is is that he's surrounded by by people that 
that filter everything for him. So when I was suggesting we go to sustainable or this, I, I wasn't talking directly to him. I was yeah, talking to, to the, people. the his people it and saying, to. "Listen, here's some different things." So and they're kind of like, "No, nah, no, nah, that's you know, that's not, not really. what the documentary is so about." So I'm not sure. Like you know, if Neil had was doing his own mm-hmm. activism, I guess, and just like engaged in, it wasn't surrounded by these people that were creating a bubble of. For sure, the, you, your shit smells awesome, Neil. Oh, I love it. Fair enough. Mm, can you do that some more? I love Fair it. Fair enough, I but he's it. he's the face of it. He is, and he you're is. always I, I you're always remember. the you know you get to wear yeah. whatever it is that That's you create, yeah. right? And so he's the face of it. So he gets to sort of wear whatever his people create for him. Yeah, and and I had some trouble. You know, Ezra Levant was asking me some pretty leading questions. Oh my god, <laughs> is it true that he refused to? Was he I, know, I saw. I, mean, I didn't directly ask him. He didn't say. You know, I, I don't know how. To, yeah, so. I saw that interview. Oh my it's god! Uncomfortable. Like for Tim, uh, he literally said at the end of it, he's like, "Well, you're kind of defending me a bit, but that's okay." And then he's like, you're, you're, being a, you're being nice. You're, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm just trying to tell the I'm truth. Just, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to, trying to tell you what happened. You know, I'm trying because I think the truth is important. That's what what what's important to me is, is the truth. And even if it's ugly, and even if it if it if it hurt, is uncomfortable for me in the moment, I, I, the truth has always served to. Uh, to create flourishing virtue and happiness yeah. in my life, even if it's it's like going to the gym. Fuck, I hate lifting the weights, but <laughs> yeah, I feel good afterwards. You know that that initial and you pain. Got guns, dude. You got <laughs> Rorschach, man, it's the Rorschach attitude from the Watchmen. It's you tell the truth at all costs, whether people like yeah. you or they hate you. You tell the truth, right? Yeah, that, yeah. And and it's important to tell the truth to yourself first and foremost. I think Absolutely. that's the key. And lying to myself for years, man, it yeah. gets me where we're going. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? We all we all know Totsky. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, Andy, I, like to me, I think yes. If if it is that distinction, uh, I know me personally, that's a big issue. Is we're we're not the oil sands. We're we're Fort McMurray. We're mm-hmm. the regional municipality with Buffalo. Oil sands plays a very big Huge. part in our role and very plays a big part in our community but there is a difference not everyone works at the plants there's a lot of people that don't there's a lot of people that make their living not working there and not being associated with there but with that said and like I said we'll, we'll kind of I'll say my opinion on the oil sands is they support this community tenfold but yeah that's what I was saying the, the oil sands as much as there is the distinction they play a very vital role in this community from my perspective um, I guess let's move on to that like you, you've guys gotten a look at, at some of the projects have you not like what, what's your guys' thoughts so far well you know I, I I mean, it, it makes sense what you say, and, and it, it makes sense that, I mean, it, the alternative to, uh, to f- the fossil fuel industry can't be everybody goes home and sits and waits for another job to happen. Right. And the, the alternative to the, to the fossil fuel industry can't be uh, nobody ever uh, moves anything again and nobody ever has lights again. Uh, that's, that's not going to happen and that shouldn't happen. Uh, what, what's, what, I th- what I think, and you know, we won't show this part to the end of the documentary because it's. it's I, I, I think ultimately the idea is that is that we are all in this together, and our leadership has failed us. You know, business leaders and political leaders, corporate leaders have failed us uh, over and over again, and that's and that's where we need to to start uh, looking. And ultimately, uh, environmentalists and working people should be on the same team should be as one and uh, right now I don't think that's the case and I, I think that a lot of that has come from uh, an environmental movement that, that can be 
finger pointy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and extreme uh, environmental movement. Yeah, and, and I'm not, and I'm and I understand that. I understand that passion, but I yeah. also don't uh, don't know if that's productive. Let me, by a long way of answering your question, let me let me just give you a little background. I used to uh, uh, a long time ago be much more radical uh, than I am, or much more um, extreme. I, I was in a group called Earth First. Yep. Which is mm-hmm. uh, 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 might be uh, an uncharitable person might call us eco terrorists. What we used to do back then, oh, okay. And uh, it was uh, we'd break into office buildings and uh, destroy things and things like that. And uh, and that that's part of the, the the time that I look back and I think I didn't do a bit of fucking good for anybody. I mean, it was fun. It feels good <laughs> when you're when you're in your twenties to break shit. Uh, it, it feels really good, but it doesn't. It doesn't do anybody good, and it doesn't change anybody's mind. It doesn't help anybody. But uh, I. But I. Th- I think with the with the oil sands, you know, the the concern that we have is is, you know, for instance, with the KXL pipeline, it's that it goes through. Um, that's ninety three million tons of carbon a year for fifty years going into the air and you know I, I think that's something that, that folks who embrace science are, are concerned about and that's not to say that I have an answer uh, spoiler alert I don't <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it is something that, that it's a fact that needs to be addressed it's a fact that needs to be addressed and it's something that, that I, it's very concerning to, to me to us and, and to a lot of people it's something that literally keeps me up at night you know uh, I'm terrified of, of what can happen uh, we've been meeting with uh, climate scientists at NASA Je- uh, Jet Propulsion Labs, and, oh, wow. and, uh, and th- when they talk to us, it's very depressing. And you know, sometimes I'll go home and just hide my head under the pillow <laughs> after I talk to them. So, so these are these are real concerns that have to be addressed. Also, real concerns are people need jobs. Uh, people, I have to get from Glendale to Hollywood, and I like to get there in under thirty minutes. And so I have uh, specific needs in that way that, uh, damn it, I don't want to give up. So, so, so uh, again, uh, I, I think the industry has, has real issues that it needs to address. Now, it, I don't want to point fingers. Our project is about the oil sands. Mm-hmm. But if we're pointing fingers, we can go on our side of the border and we can go to Detroit, where my fiance yeah. is from, and we can look at uh, who killed the electric car. Why we did? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, by we, I mean my country, by General Motors, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. industry in right. this country. Uh, there's there's plenty of blame, blame to go around like that to around. But this this is something that this that the oil sands is a particular issue is something that I think my country is is hungry to understand about. Yeah. Uh, just as we're hungry for that delicious, delicious oil that uh, <laughs> that we keep sucking down with a straw. So, so you know, I, I think all those things are true, and, and some of them contradict each other. But that's the way well, reality works. And no, and that's a good statement. Like, like what you'll find, and, and anyone that's listening to the show will know. Like, where I get my back in the corner is defending the town. We want to start talking about activism and energy crisis in general. Then I think. Anyone that says there isn't a crisis is stupid because yeah. clearly we need to we need to ease up our our uh, reliance on fossil fuels. That's Anyone that doesn't believe that statement doesn't understand facts. I, I think that's that's a given, right? And I do I love your approach of we need to all solve this together, right? Because yeah. I'm more than excited for any kind of green energy project that that's ever feasible. That's why I love TED talks. I honestly do because I think I think a lot of these talks is our future, like especially Kevin Scopel. I'd like to I'd like to show you guys. I'll, I'll tweet it or send it to you guys after the Kevin Scopel was uh, 
Um, I'm saying his last name right. Skolnick. Right? Yeah, he actually did a, a really good uh, waste reduction uh, TED Talk at our first uh, TEDx Fort McMurray. You guys are familiar with Ted, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he did an excellent waste reduction talk that, that's very, Would very you feasible. Someone who's the zero waste initiative. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff, right? So, uh, and that's where, like, a lot of people, when, of course, as we discussed, troll on the internet, a lot of people will just say, "Oh, well, you're just a industry advocate that just wants to destroy and pollute the planet." Yeah. Quite the opposite. I want to defend my home and and yep. quite frankly have it livable for my six year old son, right? Because that needs to happen, and the only way that can happen is. By doing it, have the dialogue together, and, and that's where one thing that arches my back to is is the radicalism from the environmentalists, right? Because the whole us against them attitude, and that's just where going back to what what we're saying about Neil Young, because I think that creates that attitude, right? Um, where Greenpeace was invading the the oil sand sites there a couple of years ago, like that was really an us against them mentality, where they were literally putting themselves in such harm's way, where it was very possible for one of them to get killed, and I know that's if they did. They would have completely spinned it around to that poor uh, haul truck driver that's supporting his wife and kids. It's a buddy would probably, you know, what I mean, just drastic stuff goes off in my head if if that went any other way than what it did, right? So that's where you're right. I see a point to it. I think there's a very need like for that radicalism because it does get that front page headlines. But I also believe there's a, there's a time and a place, such as the courtroom, to actually get stuff done, right? Uh, you said you're, uh, you, in your past you go back to a bit of radical environmentalism uh, in your past. I was going to mention one of my favorite books is actually Confessions of a Greenpeace Dropout. Uh, and I couldn't reason why I loaded it up on my computer because I couldn't remember who wrote it again. It's Patrick Moore. Sure. He used to be one of the top guys from Greenpeace. And if you haven't read it, I really recommend. I'm not familiar, I really recommend yeah. you. Yeah. Do it. Actually, it's, one of the co-founders, I think. He was. Greenpeace. He was. I was a Greenpeace member for many years. Interesting. Yeah. Many, yeah. many years. I consider myself an environmentalist, and I live in Fort McMurray, so uh-huh. that should tell you something. I it's mean, an amazing I, book. Yeah. yeah, he actually it basically talks about how Greenpeace shifted from they wanted those front page headlines and didn't give a crap about the ultimate vision anymore, right? And uh, uh, McMurray matters to, to pitch the Mix One Hundred Three show. Uh, they had actually an interview with Patrick Moore, and it really turned me on to it. And I, I, I don't interesting. I'm not familiar. Absolutely, check it out if you can. And I, I couldn't remember Patrick Moore's name, so just when you mentioned radicalism, I was like, All right, hopefully, I'll see if you guys know that book. Yeah. But that's I don't know. That's just always where my stance Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Right? Well, and I've always said when people have asked me about Greenpeace in the oil sands or, or environmentalism. I, I've said it. They actually play an extremely important role in the oil sands because I actually think that they've pushed for accountability. Um, they've pushed for change. They've pushed for uh, technology development. And those things are very, very important and need to be done. And in fact, we should be pushing for those things ourselves, not leaving it to the environmentalist movement right. to yep. do. Um, so they've just sort of had to take on that role. The issue I've only had is um, when they were putting themselves in harm's way. When you have uh, young Greenpeace activists who are trying to block a tailing pipe uh, where they could be easily killed and they've broken onto property to do so. Um, then I'm, then did, I'm concerned because, happen, you know, it's, it's they're putting themselves in, in such tremendous harm's way uh, to, to just get a point across. And, and it really is a point that we should be getting. I think most people in Fort McMurray would agree that we need to develop the resource in a sustainable, responsible, environmentally sound manner, whatever that takes and and fully believe in that and push for that as well. I think there's this perception that we're sort of the uh, the drill baby drill yeah. uh, culture. We're not. Um, many times over my course of uh, of life here, I've uh, I've said to oil sands executives, I think we need to slow down. I think we're moving too fast with this resource. I have a 14 year old daughter. I want I want clean water, clean air for her to grow up in. 
Absolutely. But there's way like what the Athabasca River is one of the most regulated water bodies, I believe, in the world. Tim, do you know for sure? I'm not sure. Uh, I know it's definitely the highest in Canada. Whether or not it's the world, I know it's up there, right? So I guess where I kind of get scrunched up too is when people say like that there's there isn't responsible development. Could it always be more responsible? Absolutely. We can always get better. But to say that it's it's footloose and fancy and free, it's I think, not. is very far from the truth, right? And one of the, the things that I hope that people like Mike and Andy who come up and look for a dialogue find is that they that we, we share the same concerns. I'm Absolutely. not sure that, that they might find this if they were to be making this film, say, in other countries like Venezuela, Nigeria, oh. Saudi Arabia. Exactly. I'm not sure that you would find the same openness to the dialogue, the same people with the same amount of concern about the same things you are. If, if you were to go to those communities and and you know uh, try to try to create a dialogue with those people, I'm not a, sure. But I, 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 hope, I, I would say, I mean, I would say this about those places that, that it wouldn't be so fucking cold. That's true. Yeah. Also, we'll go together. There's also there's a reason a why. There's also a reason why Greenpeace doesn't try some of the shit they pull in like Saudi Arabia. They'd just be shot. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's, yeah. there's reasons why people come up here to demonstrate. It's because you can demonstrate. Well, and I, I think, I mean, I, I understand, uh, again, I, I've, I've changed my methodology because I, I found that what I was involved in, what, what I was doing wasn't working. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find things that work. And, I'm, and, and, and you know, that's one of the reasons I love satire. You know, I, yeah. I, I find mm-hmm. that, that that's a good way to get a point across. Absolutely. It's a good vehicle. You know, it gets everybody accessible and... Uh, you know, I, I, but I understand the passion of of the person climbing the oil rig, so do I. or, or no, hanging the banner. Is, you know, that, that feeling of there's this thing happening, and this this powerless feeling, mm-hmm. uh, f- you know, for uh, uh, about climate change and about the, these issues, and this feeling like I've got to do something. Yeah. And you know, so I, I, I really empathize with that that feeling. Yeah. But I, I, I want to. I yeah. think we should we should try and find ways that we can we can do something together. Yeah. And I, I guess to me that that shared passion and and is so much stronger than an individual's passion. It's also smarter. Absolutely. You know, when, when the, there is dialogue and when you're when you're sharing, you know, your emotions, but also your your knowledge. Uh, you know, there, there's something being built. Uh, understanding this community helps us understand the issue a lot more. Yeah, you yeah. know, a lot more than than we did from uh, our careful Wikipedia research, which is very <laughs> thorough. Very <laughs> thorough. <laughs> yeah. I, I searched Google. I did all. Gave it a full five <laughs> minutes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, very, very. No. You know, I, I, I try and learn, but, but there is only so much you can learn from a computer. Yeah, term, absolutely. You know? Well, I, I think for me, it's it's reaching out. I'm I'm sort of known in town at uh, my favorite coffee shop and I'll, it's gotten harder than it used to be but I'd walk in and I'd see people who I would suspect were with environmental groups, Greenpeace, other groups and they'd be sitting at a little table by themselves set off in the, and I'd walk up and say hey are you guys in town with Greenpeace and if they'd say yes I'd say okay can I join you for coffee and let's just have a chat oh that's cool and I'm not going to try to sell you on my community. I'm not going to try to sell you on the oil sands. Let's just, let's just talk about the fact that I used to be a Greenpeace member, and I now live in Fort McMurray. And uh, tell me tell me your story. Tell me what's going on in your life. Why did you come up here? What did you hear? Yeah. What's your experience? And instead of trying to push my story on them, I listen to their stories. And we create that personal dialogue first, and we work from there. And it's been remarkably effective. Many of them stay, have stayed in touch with me. Mm. So That's great. It's what you need to do. <laughs> and I, 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 I guarantee when you first walked up, they're all reaching for their GPS. 
Pushing the panic button, crazy lady, crazy lady. You know what we're doing with the show? Local, local approach. Because it's, it, but, but it is, you know, like, like that passion brought them there. Absolutely. But but uh, without, you know, maybe the, you know, you guys reached out to us, which is which was really beautiful, because uh, it's it's hard to know where to start when you're when you're trying to tell the, the story, and that that. Reaching out is really a meaningful thing to do, and that reaching out to people is really beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. Well, it's what you need to do, I think. I think it's, it's what we have to be doing. Yeah, no, exactly. Like what this town has been through with, like I said, we call them drive by journalists and, and what have you, because it happens so often. That that's where you don't see much of that anymore. People reaching out, right? But I guess there's a few of us that still hold on to hope. That I always do. If I see on Twitter that somebody's coming up here, I'm a, I'm on them like white on rice. It's like okay, well, let's a, get together and talk. Okay, thing, here's like, my email address. You, you, you <laughs> say, I totally yeah. throw myself at them. It's shameless. Right. You say not sell them. Like I'll always try to sell them on the town. No, I don't try to sell them. I just so I'll try to sell. Let's the start town. a talk. Let's <laughs> talk. And I mean, if you really want to influence industry and change the course of production here. You gotta talk to people like Teresa, and I mean, the people in this community that are passionate. I mean, Teresa just single-handedly, pretty well. I'm gonna give her a lot of credit for Canada Post recently up our parcel single-handedly oh, five dollars a parcel, and that lasted. That change. This is a federal policy that in Fort McMurray now parcels will be five dollars more expensive than the rest of Canada. And that didn't sit well with Teresa. And guess what? A week later, Canada Post <laughs> rescinded that. Uh, they cried, Uncle. <laughs> they cried. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if, down the if you so want to talk it. about, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the 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 fulcrum uh, where you want to put your lever, you you look right there, and you know, you look around this table. You look to people who are are passionate about this as well, and we can move. Incredible things. We can do some incredible things. Incredible things when I mean, we do them together. We're not happy with a lot of the things that the oil companies do. I, I have a lot of problem with corporatism and lack of, of property rights in First Nations, not being able to protect themselves from uh, pollution, different things that could be tightened up. And, you know, if you want to move things, you talk to people like us who are want to see the same things and we're willing to put pressure on and speak truth to power. Yeah. Uh, There's not one person in this town that wants destruction. That not wants, a single like, one. Uh, and that's another thing that I find a lot of people when they see when they don't come here and see things firsthand, and, and they just listen to the Neil Youngs and, and read the articles, and, and then they, all they see is everyone that works in the industry just wants to destroy the environment. They just want, like you know what I mean? Like it's just a pollution haven. Like I still never forget the Mordor. I that still bugs me. Yeah. I have nightmares about that. <laughs> the the uh uh, it was a, it, the Mordor, uh, Lord of the Rings Mordor. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. We were there was a campaign by I don't know I was it Greenpeace or was it Sierra? Uh, uh, anyway, it was one of them. They did this big campaign where they actually tried to make a, a legitimate rumor that Peter Jackson was looking at the Daily Spons to actually film, film. seams of Mordor for The Hobbit. <laughs> And it was gaining some and ground. And it was such a ridiculous rumor. And as a movie like, buff and a geek, I was just like, this is pissing me off because, come on. Like, no, he's not coming up here, and you're not getting my hopes up, right? Please, please come up here, Peter Jackson. Please. So, and they made some ground. So that, that's where the mortar, I think, comes from because that actually had that actually was going around for, for a while. And, and geez, I think that's when the podcast first started, so it's going on three years ago now. So. Well, you know, and I think part of, you know, part of what we're trying to learn here is how do we how, how, how do we move forward because I, I don't think the answer is 
uh, shut the whole world down Agreed. and let's start start from sticks and berries mm-hmm. and, and move forward. And what's frustrating in the U.S. and I and I and I think this happens in the in Canada too, is that we see we see large corporations uh, actively stand in the way uh, of of say developing alternative energy sources. But you know we we see people like the Koch brothers stand in the way and actively work against developing say solar technology or or things that could pe- both put people to work. And resolve some of these energy issues, yeah, and some of these pollution issues. So, so, you know, how do we how do we put pressure on on the people who can actually make the difference? Because the the, the dudes who are just trying to earn money for their families mm. are just trying to earn money for the family. They're not you know, like, they're not taking the issue to heart. It's just go to work, come home, do the thing. I, well, I get and it. And yeah. I'm not driving my car because I'm trying to destroy the planet. I'm no, just no, trying because, exactly. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so, so we're all we're yep. all part of this this cycle that we no, don't really right. have control over. But there are people who do. Yeah. And, and so you know, how do you get there? Here, right? I, I, what, what I. What I think Neil Young was trying to do, and, and, and it sounds like he did a really shitty job of it in, the, in terms of, of lumping the, the town in with, with the climate issue mm. and, and, and pollution issues. But what I think he was trying to do was put pressure on those people. Yes. And what he wound up doing, it sounds like, what we're lumping learning is lumping it in with the people who aren't those people. Yeah, he muddied it. He muddied that distinction. And as soon as he muddied that distinction, so much of his message lost the power it could have had. If he'd made it very clear he was talking about industry, oil sands, putting pressure. And in fact, if he'd come out and spoke almost as being an advocate for the people of Fort McMurray as well. I'm advocating for them because they deserve the same things as the rest of us, which is to have clean air, clean water, clean... But that's not how it was handled <laughs> or how it was spun. And if it was, if he had presented it that way, uh, he would have been much more effective. Now, he may have been effective. I, I, I read a poll, some, a number of 70% of, of Canadians were supporting his message at one point. I've been lost in the last week. There's been so much. He, he may have been effective yeah. outside Fort yeah. McMurray, but, but, but within Fort McMurray, we've talked to people over and over again who have, and especially in this past 24 hours, who have, who have said that... Uh, what you're saying, we're hearing that a lot. Is that is that if you want to talk to us, uh, don't do it like that. Yes. Well, that's, I was going to say your guys' timing on this project is, is impeccable with this yeah. old Neil Young thing. Like, did you guys have his number and just be like, "Okay, we're coming up on Monday." <laughs> when do you, when uh, you release that statement? <laughs> exactly two days before. No, no, no. Not, well, not Nagasaki, Hiroshima. That's, that's, <laughs> let's go with that. We, one. we have Canadian customs in it. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to come in October. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, because what timing? Because it's like literally this Neil Young thing is blowing up again. This is the yeah. second wave for us, right? When you guys are, are visiting, right? So, and, and going back to your question. Andy, that's a that's a great question. Uh, to me, I have no idea what the answer is. Do you have any idea? Is anyone? Well, I mean, I'd I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm actually that's a legitimate. Like, is there a path forward? There's always a path forward. Yeah. It's got to be created. That's all, right? Well, uh, go ahead. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the key issues for me is that we have this system that that uh, socializes risk and privatizes profit. And one of the key things I see moving forward would be to. Uh, privatize the risk as well. If you are wanting to develop and you're a flesh and blood human that makes decisions, you don't get to scapegoat those decisions onto an imaginary shell called a corporation to take all the heat and all the flag. You made a decision that affected and harmed people. You bear the consequence. I don't see too many CEOs losing their house. I don't see them having too much skin in the game. So part of the, 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 the way forward, I think, is to connect risk with individuals that actually make the decision that cause harm. That's part of the thing. Uh, 
going forward, I see you kind of. No, I, I'm not listening. This is what this is my listening face. Oh, that's your listening face. <laughs> 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 you're about to... it, it also he means practices. Hard, so look oh, out, okay, look okay. Out, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's you know capture that uh, methane. Oh man, for my sure. methane let's let that get out. Horrible. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the the other the other issue to me too is uh, what kind of rights do people downstream have? Um, you know, I. I would like to see them have have more rights, more property, more pro- more ability to to use legal recourse, hold polluters accountable. You know, I, I think that if if corporations or people that were developing the oil sands were directly responsible for the harm that they might cause, even if it's just a perceived harm that we don't know about yet, um, they would be a lot more conservative and cautious about the way development moves forward because they would they would ultimately have. Uh, their livelihood, their house, their you know their their children's future at risk if they actually cause harm. So they would game. be very, they would probably be a lot more careful about the environment, about uh, about causing harm to people around them. So I think that's to me part of the way forward, uh, for sure. That has to be part of it. But but I mean dialogue like this. I mean you can't discount this kind of dialogue. Um, you know, it's a learning process. It's a journey. It's uh, discovering about the world, and and part of the thing too for me is is creating wealth. Quite frankly, because if you create wealth, uh, you know that the, the most developed countries tend to uh, the trend line tends towards cleaner energy. I mean, you don't, you just don't see too many people worried about the environment in developing countries where they're they're just trying to survive. And so, part of the way forward is to to create wealth. And so that people that care about the environment can start devoting. I mean, Neil Young's a perfect example about of this, and in a way, he's kind of modeling the way for us because here's a guy that, yeah, he's burnt a lot of energy, he's left a lot of carbon footprint, but he's concerned about the environment. He's actually kind of doing something about mm-hmm. it. He's creating a technology. Now, you could argue about the merits of it or, or whatever, but, but to me, it, it, it's, it's a start. And and you know, I, I can see things like that happening up here uh, with people that are you know gaining because. People do care about green technology. They want green technology. It's, it's more affordable when, it, when yeah. it's developed. So I don't think there's anyone. Like I said, uh, there's no one. I don't think that I know that would say that they don't want to to lessen or rely on fossil fuels. I don't, I don't think that's a fact. But yeah. like I said, it's just a matter of how do we. And I agree with the dialogue, but you don't want to keep you don't want to keep talking for fifty years and right. not do anything either, doing right? Something. Like there yeah. needs to be that point of you know, yeah. what do we do and how do we go, right? right. You know, and, and one thing that, that uh, has come up in, in the U.S., uh, as, uh, which is, uh, I believe we are the top uh, generator of, uh, of uh, carbon pollution in the world. Uh, well, well, far I think China, China has a speed yeah, uh, I, 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 by maybe 5% or something. Maybe per capita. I thought, oh, yeah. Uh, I know China's up there. I don't think you can rise to China. I, I, I guess I thought that China was, was approaching quickly, but we were in the lead. But but it's 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 a tight race. Uh, anyways, we, we, we are an enormous part of this problem, uh, <laughs> my people. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess uh, one of the things that I think is a, is a practical way looking forward is that ultimately – Somebody's going to pay for climate change, and we, we either pay down the line somewhere. We either yeah. pay now or pay down the line, and the costs as we go along are exponentially greater. Right. So so there's uh, ideas about creating ta- uh, some sort of tax on carbon or some sort of way to 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 make ca- to the actual expenses of carbon real and present. So uh, so that's been put forward, but uh, industry in the U.S. has been very. Uh, uh, 
damaging to that proposal, and it's never gotten anywhere. And I don't know if... Uh, hopefully you guys have better things to do than follow our political system, because it's like watching a game of ping pong where only one guy's got a racket. You know, like, it, it's just such a mess, uh, and nothing ever happens. But, but that's, that proposal is lost in that mess uh, in, in my country with my people. Mm. It's a lot going on with Obama right now. The whole Medicaid, like you know what I mean. Like it's 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 a lot of action, and I know like what's the Keystone uh, thoughts down there? Like that's I know that's one decision that Canada has been focusing on. Uh, so I must imagine what it's like in the states. Right? There's a lot of focus on that issue. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I've got my guesses, but I, but I'm not sure. I uh, I think that you know ultimately I would be surprised if it doesn't just because money always seems to win it's already it's, it's already half built the southern half half is already completed yeah. there's yeah. oil and there's it's the it's, it's crossing the border is what all the higher ups need to approve so you can have the south end right up to the Canada border on the south side and then our side right up to the border on the other side and it's just that two kilometer conjoiner is what I envision in my head is all that Obama no, I, and, and Harper's approval I don't think I'm far off I, I think that's that's very right. close to uh to the case. Yeah. So I remember seeing that article where it's like South End of Keystone Pipeline in operation, and a lot of people on Twitter is like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I think it was a shock to everyone, right? But I, when it comes to that inner workings, like I know it's lost on me, right? I don't quite know exactly. I don't quite like I know the root of Keystone, but I just don't know what it's like the, how the approval process works or what exactly. I know everyone was getting arrested at the White House for it. Like that's where, where I started realizing that holy crap, maybe the people in the U.S. doesn't like this. You know what I mean? That's where I was getting... Uh, and then, of course, everyone started going on the YMM hashtag and talking about 4Mac like it's the oil sands. And then, of course, every, and then... And then, and then, then the troll comes out and taught, and then it, it, everything's lost <laughs> at that point. And then all reason is de- has just <laughs> lost at that point, right? Well, Hulk it's, smash. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For my son, Not coincidence. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, there's... there's uh, it, it has raised a lot of uh, concerns in the U.S., and there's, I think, um, 125,000 people who have signed a pledge to, uh, if KXL does get approved uh, across the border, to uh, commit an act of civil disobedience, which means at least 10 people actually will. Uh, so it, it's, it's, but, it, but it's interesting. It's but it, it, it is odds. something that, that I think has, has become a sort of line in the sand for the environmental movement, as, yes. as, it, as it were. Uh, but and I don't know if if that's where it'll stop or not. But I but I do feel like we've got to we've got to draw lines in terms of our car of our carbon output. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I often wonder though is is how much of this matters to sort of the average person, the average American, say the middle American farmer. Is he actually losing sleep over Keystone XL? I was in uh, in Europe. About three years ago, uh, I went to uh, Ireland and England, and I was in a coffee shop in London, and they actually just started a, a don't don't visit the tar sands, don't tour Alberta campaign. And I went into a coffee shop right under one of these huge do not visit Alberta tar sands, you know, horrible, horrible devastation billboards. It was enormous. And the lady in the coffee shop said, where are you from? Because, she, you know, obviously I have an accent. I'm Alberta. And she's like, okay, where? I'm like, Fort McMurray. She said, okay. I said, oil sands. Mm. Nothing. Tar sands. That's nice, dear. Mm. What would you like with your tea? <laughs> and I thought, maybe we're really overestimating how much the general population cares about this or knows about yeah. this as well. And in fact, the entire time I was there for three weeks, 
it, there was yeah. never a point in I, England or Ireland, and I traveled extensively, where somebody said, "Oh my God, the tar sands are such a terrible thing." Well, the, well these guys have asked me a couple once. times. They said, they, "They said, is it usual for you guys to be so sensitive about people poking around here and criticizing or whatever?" Because it just seemed odd. I, I guess it's odd to them. They were they they just if someone criticized L.A., they just. Who cares? Would, who yeah, cares well, we, right? we agree with a lot of the criticism. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> but so do lots of When you come visit, you'll see it's a tough place to have an enormous amount of civic pride. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of challenges in our community. you never right. been to L.A., Tim? I've been to L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been through there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking yeah, about visiting. Yeah, on the level. Well, I would like to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stoked about this idea of, of doing a, being a, an environmental activist, going to L.A. and, oh, and okay. surveying the scene and and yeah. well, some there's, there's suggesting they maybe shut the place down. <laughs> maybe I can find a star to come down well, I've there heard with stories. me. I've, I've read that. stories from journalists about that place. I mean, come on. If Tim's <laughs> pretty questionable, yeah. i got to say. Tim is going to get arrested. And he's gonna be Guaranteed. <laughs> we're going to be sending bail money down to the states. Chain we himself. all know it. Chain himself we all know it. Feel he's going go to go down and chain himself to a Cadillac and Hollywood How Boulevard. much is the bail, Tim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just going back to what you were saying, like I find a lot of that opposite effect and I exactly like to travel Alberta with you guys. Like I've had a friend that works at the Interpretive Center and it's like our local oil sands museum right and they've literally had people come in and they ask oh where are you guys from la for example oh what brought you here well we saw the don't come to alberta sign so we had to come and check it out <laughs> quote right like so like a lot of these people that uses these camp- that campaigns working <laughs> well, yeah it's like i said exactly like what travel alberta did it's exactly what uh, these other campaigns like you tell you tell people don't google something and the first thing they're going to do is go and google it right so, yeah. well, you know I, I, as far as as the level of awareness in the united yeah. states I, first of all we live in la so we have no idea what the rest of the united states is <laughs> Uh, it's a very bubble. It's a, a very lefty bubble that you live in in LA. But I, I would say that that it's uh, it's not that great. I would I would say that the awareness and concern about climate change is not nearly uh, nearly where I would like it to be. Of course, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, a little hippie. But I but I do feel like the um, there's a lot of. Uh, Still, uh, denial about there being a climate change issue. Right. You know what you said about yeah, yeah. about reasonable people agreeing on this. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of unreasonable people in the U.S. And there's. Uh, I'm wondering about Canada. Do we have? Do you? Th- uh, I'd like to think people I know that understand the understand what the world is going through. Because we live in a bubble too. Uh, I mean, that's we are, what I'm in, we are now, in the right? Fort McMurray oil sands bubble. So yeah. I often wonder if the things that we think about are just not what the rest of what the country the is thinking about. Is, Deer, yeah. Are the people in you know Flin Flon? Thinking about this, I kind of doubt. I know it. a lot of people Tim? who deny the climate change yeah. is a reality. Even, not saying, yeah, of course there are. Like, like, there's, yeah. there's lots of Canadians yeah, I do. who there's do. There's lots for of people sure. that do. For enough. sure. Well, we have we have Fox News, uh, which is this great little uh, storytelling operation that uh, <laughs> that that really has has done a number on my people. Uh, <laughs> but but there is but there is this uh, I mean that's its own podcast I think how Fox News has done what it does but but th- but there's a, a a climate denialism has its own news source and uh, you find in the U S that there's these really embarrassing polls where uh, if uh, if the weather is cold 
uh, less people believe in climate change than when the weather is warm because there's a lot of people in my yeah. country who don't understand the difference between climate and weather. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, you know we, also, we also don't know the difference between Ontario and Alberta. Like, there's a lot of problems. I think a lot of the problem is, well, I, I don't... I think it's important to talk about rising sea levels and things like that, yep. but I think that's a lot of how people think of it as rising sea le- levels and not necessarily changes in the water, uh, in the weather systems. I, I don't think people are going to care until their food and the water, you know, it directly affects them. Right? Like in California yeah. right now, uh, we have like record low snowpacks in the in the Sierras, where, mm. and that's where uh, I think twenty percent of our water comes from. Mm. And then now we're at a re- record low, and so this year only five percent of our water is going to come from there. Yeah. And so we're we're going to mm. having to reach out farther and farther, and it's already a really dry area. But you know, water is becoming more and more scarce, and I think it's not until people, you know, have certain foods that they don't get to buy at the grocery store anymore that they're going to start paying attention. Realizing. I remember sure. I did a tour of uh, Hoover Dam and Lake Mead and that was actually one of the first things they mentioned was they're like, you see that discoloration of rock? That was the water level only I think it was ten years ago and we're talking like four foot difference, right? So, uh, I, it's, and The Colorado River that is, I think, uh, most of the rest of our water yeah, declining and declining. Yeah, because it, it, I think that one I think Hoover Dam itself supplies I think most of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. LA, or I think yeah, LA went to LA too, or yeah. Southern yeah, California, San Diego, all the way through, right? So, and, and speaking, and you know our geography; it's crazy. We don't know, any, we don't know anything. All right. yeah. I was going to say, we actually go to school here. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a geek, man. <laughs> Wikipedia. If you go into medical care, well, uh, you get you're never going to get, you get enough Facebook fights. You you learn your stuff, but you uh, have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just put out a please strong be wrong. Please be wrong. Shit. I, I gotta find one of the facts to back it up. Out the window, frantically searching. <laughs> I just said something stupid. Yeah. Fox News, back me up. Must find evidence now. Yeah. But but you know, speaking of, of irrationality and denial and and beliefs that are incongruent with reality, um, you know, ironically enough, we ran into a guy today. Up, we were, we did a flyover of the oil sands, and the pi- and Andy asked the pilot. Uh, so I understand there was a a big inland sea here. Uh, how long ago was that? Do you know? And the guy was like, uh, kind of paused for a second. He said, "Nah, about four thousand years." And what? and and, uh, and we're like, huh? Uh, and he, he kind of turns around. And he goes, "Well, I'm a creationist." And I'm like, really? Oh, wow. that is ironic. You're, you're flying over fossils <laughs> that were like, that were being like mined. This is yeah. stuff that's being mined beneath us. Listen, God, I'm so disturbed. Putting those fossils <laughs> in the ground to test our yeah. 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 Um, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so disturbed. The one plane ride. You guys <laughs> yeah. are. All- <laughs> he was a lovely fella. Yeah, that's awesome. When he was asking who these guys were, I was like, "Well, have you ever heard of Andy Dick?" He's like, Andy Dick. Is he local? Uh, Is he local? Yeah. Oh Between Andy Dick and Seth Myers, we really have the spectrum of comedy. It's <laughs> shitty to, to good. Oh, uh, the Albion Sea. <laughs> it was the Cretaceous oh, period. That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. But you know, but it's it's interesting too because because that's when like we're having I, we're having a great discussion here and a great dialogue. You know if. If we had someone who just didn't accept the climate, the climate change as reality, or didn't, or was a creationist, that dialogue shuts down so quickly, doesn't right. it? Like we got, we got to have some sort of basis to begin the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, 
and you have or at least to, a good I mean, sense I mean, of humor. One of the yeah, things, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one of the things that I I promote a lot of on my well, I'm starting to on my blog, and one of the things with my my video podcasting when I have discussions with people I want to talk with people that I have a conflict with that I disagree with right. uh, and, and I want to lay out on the table ahead of time what evidence would it take to change your mind about your sacred belief and I'll tell you what evidence it would take to change my mind about what my beliefs are because I don't want to be wrong I don't want to have my beliefs it, it's a hard thing to do and it's, it's really uncomfortable uh, to uh, focus in on the on your sacred narratives the things that define you um, but I think it's a really important thing. And if someone is willing to lay out their beliefs, you know, what evidence it would take for them to change their belief about the world being 4,000 years old, for example, uh, then we can start having a dialogue. But if they can't do that, if they can't lay out, if they say, well, there's there's nothing that could change my mind, there's no evidence you could present faith. that would ever change my yeah. mind. I just, you know, I have faith. I, Blind yeah. faith. Yeah. 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 So that, to me, is, is the starting point of are you someone that is going to lead to a solution that we can talk to that is going to have a productive conversation with or are you someone that is just um, stuck in their ways that are dogmatic that are never going to have uh, any any alignment with reality and that's kind of the camp that right now I put Neil Young into now he has some legitimate concerns in there Mm -hmm. but he is you know and, and to me it wasn't so much even that he called Fort McMurray Hiroshima. I, I kind of understood he was talking about, you know, the the, the oil sands yeah. porn you see out there. But, you know, he started ta- saying, when he started talking about killing people and kind of painting it as a genocide going on, uh, he was very uh, strong. And he, there was absolutely zero curiosity, zero mm-hmm. effort to create dialogue. Um, you know, it was, it was a clear uh, one-sided attack. And... Um, and so any good points that he might have had in there got lost. And, you know, to me, a key, key ingredient in the discussion going forward is curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I need to, we need to be really curious about each other. It's like Absolutely. me. Like, I go into every argument I get, I might get proven wrong. Like, I, I, find, yeah. I, find, I find that's the hump of some people is they can't get over the fact that they might be incorrect. Maybe it's just me. I, maybe I think I'm wrong at everything. I just, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. people are like, there's no way that, that from, there's, there's no way there's a climate change. Yeah. And if they're not wrong, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. to go, to have that mindset that you might be wrong on something, yeah. I find you're way more open to. Yeah, well, and, and so rather than hitting them over the head with facts, what I've started to do now is what, what evidence would it take to convince you that there is climate change? What, right. what would that look like? And maybe right. we can, you know, go from there. Go yeah. from there. To me, it's all about respectful dialogue and I find that if you're if you're going in with sort of a very sort of pushy agenda and you're going to get them over to your side and you're going to convince them that they're wrong and the problem is you're backing them up against a wall and when someone is backed up against a wall they're going to fight back that's the natural human instinct and reaction so to me it's about the respectful dialogue let's talk about it I'm going to respect your points of view and the biggest thing is I'm not going to get angry I'm not going to get upset I'm not going to say my god you're such an idiot I'm going to say you know how about this is how I look at it or this is how I think about it or this is the evidence that I've found and presented at the end of the day I might not change their mind but I have lots of arguments with people on Twitter and Facebook and at the end of the day they're saying wow that was really great thanks for a great discussion and I'm saying thank you that was awesome it's always nice to have this respectful dialogue I'll know they'll come back to the table again mm-hmm. and talk again and it gives chance. me another opportunity Absolutely. to present them with more ideas and more thoughts and uh, and they'll realize that I'm not trying to push them into something or force them to believe something I'm just sharing my opinion and if that affects them in some way then I've achieved it so yeah, yeah. let's uh, word up 
<laughs> Let's talk about the project. An hour and a half into the show. <laughs> let's, project. let's talk about the project you guys are working on. What's the goals? What are you guys aiming for? What's what's the future of it? What's it about? What's it called? What are you doing here? Well, it's uh, touching <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Who are you? Where am I? <laughs> Please, someone tell me because I don't know. Uh, it's an animated feature about some superheroes. It's called the event. No, no, the. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's really to sell toys. You came to the right house. Fire man. Captain Planet's got his book. You know, it's uh, uh, as you know, as I say, the project has has been growing, and uh, to be honest, we are we are finding out what the project is, which is like a lot of videos. Absolutely. We, should, uh, we you know, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we went to Ohio when the election was being decided, and you know, because it, it was all coming down to Ohio. And we went in with a list of bits and a list of gags and things we wanted to shoot. And we flew in, and then we saw this line in Cleveland that snaked around the block. And it was a four-hour line going down another block and another block and another block in this cold weather. And it was all poor black folks waiting to vote in a place where they had restricted the voting machines. And we thought, well, all of our bits are kind of fucking stupid. And this is is where... This is the story. This is the story. Yeah. And so we dropped everything we did, we were working on, and we we started interviewing folks. And we had no idea what the the bit was or how we were going to get any comedy out of it. Yeah, Yeah, and and we got some people's stories out, and I made fun of myself and told some dick jokes, which is kind of what I do. (laughs) I see myself in this guy. It's really nice. That's really quite scary. That's exactly the point of the podcast. And then by the end of it, we had a piece and something we could kind of sculpt into an edit. And this is sort of a longer version of that, where, uh, you know, we're coming here and talking to folks and we're doing things like, you know, going out on, we went in the mall and talked to folks and just interviewed them, awesome. just asked them awesome. questions and listened to them. And, you know, every, th- every now and then I'd say something about my dick and then we'd, you know, have a dialogue. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. You, know? <laughs> you get them laughing. It's the, it eases the tension. No, it's it, man. Yeah, you know, and, and... I've been trying to defend my dick jokes to many people, right, and they just don't get it, but that's exactly it. But, but yeah, you know, so, so, so it's, it's, it's finding uh, humor in rough places, not, not rough in, in the sense of Fort McMurray being rough, but, but difficult topics. Right. And topics that, that are challenging to find, you know, something kind of fun in. So, so that's that's our quest. So, so having shot a bunch here, and we've we've tried to look at all sorts of things here. You know, we've uh, we're going to uh, uh, tomorrow. We're going to go swimming and uh, do some rock climbing, and uh, uh, we're going to meet uh, this dude Roddy, who's kind of uh, an interesting dude. Yeah. Roddy's a friend. No, he's great. Yeah, we know him. We know him well. We yeah. know him well. Yeah. Don't kill us. Don't move suddenly, okay? You guys seem pretty nice. Just don't make any sudden moves. I told Roddy this. He reached out to us over Twitter. He did. In a different way. I think it was open letter, was it not? I think that's what he had. Before that. Before that, it was come to Fort McMurray. I will show you what is real here. Uh, but I won't tolerate your lies. And then, uh, and, uh, hey! And, and then I clicked straight up, up, and his Twitter avatar was him with a mask on with guns and a gun strapped to his leg. And, uh, but we're Americans, so we're redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a GPS machine. So, you know. Oh, fuck, but, that's funny. <laughs> 
we talked to Teresa, and we, we talked to uh, a, a woman, uh, Kim who, Farwell. Kim, uh, Kim oh, Farwell, who uh, who is an engineer, is an engineer, and and is uh, she had an I heart the oil sands button on, and I think we had a really cool talk. Yeah, really good. And you know, we're, and we're trying to see. You know, part of the premise here is coming as tourists, so we're, we're mm-hmm. coming to see the sites. And uh, and then we we saw the oil sands today in the plane, and that was you know another side of the area that was that was much different, you know. And so, so we're trying to see the whole thing, and then we're then we're going to try and put it together uh, with this idea of contrasting with L.A. Uh, and then we're going to shoot stuff in L.A. And so so it might open up in the La Brea tar pits, uh, you know, which is this yep. this naturally occurring fossil fuel. Uh, in scene, right in the heart of Hollywood, so scene like, of volcano, yeah, it's yeah. Where, yeah. And the, the Screen Actors Guild is right across the street, and Varieties across the street, nice. and then they record Family Guy at the other corner. You know, so it's right in the heart of Hollywood. Yeah. And and so we want to contrast, uh, you know, the communities, and hopefully that will be funny and interesting and sort of self-deprecating, and uh, hopefully it will all be funny and illuminating, and hopefully we'll get it done before I'm a very old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so no plans for really just kind of take it as it comes. Who does the editing? Uh, we both yeah. do, but, but both Vanskis holds. Yeah. He's better. I'm the keeper of the footage. The keeper. <laughs> of the, well, no, I just. I, I, Demanskis says the lion's share. We sh- <laughs> we sh- we shoot uh, short films. I think the longest one that uh, I've done with with uh, my crew. I was about to call them. I don't know what the hell I said that, but anyway, it was 15 minutes, and I know what kind of footage you get off a 15 minute shoot, let alone. A week long one, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, this well, is the, it should be fun to go no, through. I was going to say, I was just going to comment uh, on how. I mean, his he looks like a wild man, and he is. This guy is everywhere. His he's constantly busy. He's filmmaker at his finest. He is man. Uh, getting Gorilla filmmaker. I can't believe how much footage. Like I, I mean, I just look at the mound of footage we got <laughs> and just shudder at, at how long it'll take to go through it all and. It's a lot, and Demansk is the workhorse. I mean, those guys listening to the podcast uh, can't really see this, but Tim is literally jerking me off. (laughs) (laughs) I am in the ski pole position. (laughs) That's one thing, Tim. That's one thing, too, Tim. I've noticed, though, when we say stuff like that, is we all have full time jobs compared to. You know what I mean? On top of the extracurricular activities yeah. we do too, Absolutely. so yeah. not to jerk you off all the way. You get to do this full time, so screw yeah. No, that makes me jealous actually, because uh, like I said, we all got full time jobs. Exactly why it's coming on eleven o'clock at night now is because I was working day shifts. So appreciate you guys staying late. Um, but obviously, no festival ideas right now because you guys don't know what you got. Obviously, but yeah, I mean uh, that is the next the next stage is we'd like to uh, submit it to festivals. Well, there's a great so, festival up here. It's called the uh, International Film Festival. Right. Uh, a, a fat guy uh, and a and a Mexican run it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Tito run the film. I love it. I, love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the look on their face briefly. You're <laughs> Mexican. <back. Yeah. laughs> and Tito is a ton. Well. Yeah, yeah, Tito is a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's going to kill me for that one. Oh, yeah, he really is. <laughs> no, uh, that, uh, I, I don't know. I just love that concept. You know, let's go up, let's shoot it, and then figure what we got after. Uh, that really appeals to me. It really does. You know, yeah. I, I, I think that, that ultimately it's the best way for us to work because otherwise it yeah. feels very... For- you know, we do have a few bits that we want to shoot. I think I was telling you before. It's like uh, Tim has these wonderful, this wonderful drone that he shoots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go tomorrow. And is there really anything more American than shooting That's awesome. uh, an oil field with a drone? 
So we're going to release the drone while I sing our national anthem. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> really, have a, really have an American moment in Canada. Um, final thoughts, guys? Oh, I'm Teresa, what you thinking? I want to thank you guys for coming up here and for actually taking the opportunity to meet with people like uh, Tim and Todsky and I and the other people that you've met with and going up to Fort Chip and all the things that you've done. Um, I've had a lot of experience with print journalists who've come up here uh, and they've published a story and it's turned out they've gone to five bars and uh, you know one restaurant and then they've walked away and decided they're going to write the definitive story of, of Fort McMurray. Life in Fort, Life in Fort McMurray. <laughs> and uh, it's very frustrating when they, they sort of write that story and you say, so how many you know recreation centers did you go to how many schools how many how many residents did you speak to and they can't answer those questions so i want to thank you guys for coming up and i hope uh, i look forward to seeing the uh, finished project thank you really well, really when we uh, first tried to come into the country they didn't recognize us as journalists <laughs> is that what it was yeah yeah they they said that uh Hello, they watched Officer one of our Dubois. videos and uh it was it was um the one that aired on that out was the um, Exxon Energy Everywhere on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash heavycrewvideo. Uh, right. <laughs> Man, there's subtlety everywhere <laughs> here. Uh, but yeah. Um, My you know, 10 listeners are going to be like logging. <laughs> <up. laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, they watched one video and they said, uh, they, you know, they discussed and they're like, this can't, we heard them say, this can't be good for Canada. And uh, didn't let us into the country. Um, they said, really? needed, "Wow, that wow. is interesting." They said we needed a, 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 what's called an LMO, which and I had no go, come up here knowing what an LMO is. You know, I did my homework, and and there's exemptions for news reporters and foreign media cr- crews, uh, and so, you know, they determined that uh, they kept us until like four in the morning, something like that, and then we put us on a flight out at eight. I think we got a couple hours out of there, but uh, you know. Um, they, they just decided they're going to make it more difficult for us. They're going to make us get paperwork, um, oh. making sure we're not stealing jobs from Canadians. Can I ask where this was? Calgary, Vancouver? Everything? This is in Fort McMurray. Oh, you took the Denver flight up? Yeah. 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 And they stopped you here? Wow. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was something else. Uh, oh, really? I thought it was Toronto. Really? No, no. It was, so you guys wow. were actually Fort here, Mac and they would... Customs. Went, well, there's a story. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Officer Dubois. <laughs> Well, no, because I... There's a story. No, they try there. to censor us, the stronger we become. Well, no, no to be honest, like, that actually that makes cons- a bit more sense of this can't be good. And but if that, he said Canada, yeah. he wasn't meaning Canada. He wasn't meaning he was Canada. Meaning, he was this can't be here. good for Fort Mac. Wow. It concerns me. Yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so we're going to be kicked out of Canada ourselves. So hopefully we get some... Uh, <laughs> no, that's crazy. So that's what happened at the border, right? And, yeah. Wow. And there was nothing. We were uh, at first. We were supposed to get. You know, we asked. You know, there's. We, we have to get some sort of appeal. I mean, we were. We didn't really know what our rights were. Yeah. But he, and he was kind of a little bit angry. He's like, okay, okay, set you up with a hearing. You know, we asked for a hearing, and he was kind of angry, or you know, seething a little bit. And then he came back about an hour later, really proud of himself. He's like, actually, I found out. I um, I don't have to give you a hearing, so I can either uh, you can either leave voluntarily, or I can force you to leave, and you can be banned for a year. And so, well, he's the same guy. Yeah, there's a story on a, on a podcast. I'll pitch a different show, the, our Comic Con show, of us getting the third degree from what we were bringing back a prop. Uh, there's a prop phaser from a movie. Uh, it was actually, um, it was that gun that uh, uh, Steve's going to kill me, Firefly. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. Yeah, awesome. anyway, it's uh, Steve bought a replica, gun, a replica phaser or right. laser gun or whatever they had off the show, and they actually. It was a long debate that they were considering that actually a replica gun that he robbed his door with. Jesus. And he was, we were literally in the airport for an hour and a half because me and his girlfriend cleared and we're waiting for him because I'm his ride. And we were literally an hour and a half of not knowing what the hell's going on. 
and then Steve coming back. And you can hear Steve tell a story on the Comic-Con podcast, but yeah, it, an hour and a half of him trying to convince them that wow. this is a fake replica gun that clearly says Firefly, Josh Whedon right on it. And Buddy was saying, well, you might be able to rob a bank with this. It would be <laughs> hilarious to rob a I, bank. I was, he was like, he actually at one point had me convinced. I'm like, I got to try this because if this works, <laughs> I'm damn well impressed, right? So, I don't know, the, the stories of Fort Mac Customs, which I'm sure are more going to come the more we expand. Man, but, oh, man. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, blown away by that. It's not the answer. Preventing journalists from visiting us is, yeah, is there's not, a good image. The, as a writer, I, I know what my reaction to that would be, yeah. which means I'm coming back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not what the was answer. once a positive. It's not the uh, yeah, yeah, it's like I'm coming back yeah. now, pal. Well, that's um, why we're here in January. It took three months to get the paperwork, and now we have one less crew member because that's money we lost. You know, so can I ask what you paper you, you had to prove that you were media, or how does it like? We had to pay two hundred seventy five dollars uh, for per person for the LMO, and then another one hundred fifty for the for the uh, work permit. So all it was was just signatures you had to track down? Like, you didn't have to... I had to... I had surprised to, you got them to watch a video, man. I mean, I, I had to fill like, up a bunch of paperwork. Oh, it, was, okay. it was just... And, and, trail is what they're looking And for. getting the actual permit was pretty much a rubber stamp. I mean, yeah. it was it was really easy. Yeah. Um, you know, we I had some people helping me with it because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Got it right, but, yeah. But, it was frustrating. We, we when we got into back into Denver, uh, the custom agent there was like, "Why were you in Canada for eight hours?" And I told you, know, I just gave him the brief outline, and he said that was uh, uh, something of an outrageous decision on their part. On their part, it was uh, bizarre. And, and actually, the other day we were doing an interview, and we met another documentarian doing a uh, you know a topic about the town, and he didn't. You know, they let him in with it without the LMO or anything. You so, gave him the business card and wanted him to look at the videos. Sounds yeah. like a very arbitrary decision that was made yeah. in your case. Yeah. That's it's got a, a smell to it. We want to just give like. a big shout out to Officer Dubois. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's given us a lot to talk to talk about and uh, much love. Oh, oh my that's my, that's my is that the same guy? You guys are laughing. What's that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, know. I wasn't there. I, I, I just and Steve didn't tell me the name, but it, just his story. It sounds like the same guy. The very much of the yeah. new. Customs leader is, is basically how he described himself, and it was very much of a "hang on, let me check the manual" type of type of attitude. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I guess maybe people thought Fort Mac would be a good training grounds, but reality is, <laughs> as much as the Denver flight is a fifty person flight, you got fifty people trying to come to the country for very important reasons. Yes, you can't yeah. be you can't be leaving it to arbitrary decisions, yeah. right? Like you got to be textbook with this shit. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to hear it. Glad you guys are up here now. Yeah. Though, so that's yeah. crazy. Any final thoughts, Mike, besides for the shitty customs that were... <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Glad to get this project started. In, and, you know, hopefully we'll create something really cool. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Timmy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, this has been a great experience for me. You know, I've been learning a lot uh, working with these guys. And I do really appreciate the dialogue. I appreciate being part of the, the narrative and... And uh, I appreciate the curiosity in the conversation, you know. And and it's been really, um, it, I love the creative process, and I love I love all the ideas we're coming up with. I mean, you know, if this is any sample of of what could happen on a bigger scale, I think it's it, that that it gives me a lot of hope, a lot of hope for change, a lot of hope for for the world. Um, 
I mean, I, I can't see why this wouldn't be infectious and, and why everyone wouldn't. And, you know, the, the whole, I'm still kind of reeling from this idea of customs shutting you down in Fort McMurray. I thought it was in Toronto. I, the, the idea I thought I was in Vancouver for some reason. You, you were literally <laughs> in my hometown sitting there for that long being harassed and not being being allowed in is is uh, horrifying to me, to be quite well, honest. To be honest, uh, cool. that, that's not, not, cool. not the way forward. I mean, the way forward is to be inviting hosp- hospitable to mm-hmm. to, to uh, question to, but to be open yeah, to, to the answer you get yeah. well yeah. the uh, the the whole thing is that we took the oil company's invitation you know they said come see for ourselves you know ask questions it makes us right. better at what we do yep. the petroleum institute association of america they wouldn't take an interview from us they didn't, really? they they said last time they said oh no one's available uh, and then and then yeah. then we didn't get let into the country and then we asked again hey we have this second opportunity to come up so I'm oh, sorry we called around there's no one available um, so yeah and that this is one thing that industry has to learn is is transparency honesty integrity right uh, so we all have to learn and, and yeah really Apparently. it's true <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of disincentives in in the corporate world possibly to having these kind of conversations so really the end of the day i think it's up to us to to create the change that we want to see moving forward model the way uh, because i don't think that that these models are sustainable i don't think and i think there's i do think i do have a sense of optimism for the world you know i i don't necessarily lose sleep um at night i i, I waffle on on it you know i some nights i i lose sleep over social justice things and, and things I see around the world and other other days I like today I, I I'm gonna sometimes go to, I'm just horny and I well that's sleep. right but, <laughs> horrible but tonight I'm going to sleep good because I've had a good conversation and I feel like there's hope and I, I think there's always there's always hope and yeah. I'll ride that to the, I'll ride that to the grave whether it's a foolish notion or not but I figure the day the day I lose hope is is the day that I lose all initiative to live so I'll always hold on to that stupid thought that there is good people or that everyone's a good person in this world. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Andy, final thoughts, sir. Hey guys, thank you, uh, thank you for your hospitality, and uh, you know this is really this has been an awesome hour of my <laughs> life. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys and hearing from you guys, and you know just our whole trip here has been terrific, and you know I I, I hope we do uh, we can make a project. We want to build relationships here, and we want to. We want to come back, and you know, we want to come back on this project, and we want to, uh, you know, make a project afterwards that uh, that follows up on it. So we we want to we want to start these relationships now, and we want to continue them in the future. And thank you guys for uh, being such great hosts and making this uh, really a wonderful experience. Um, I think I can speak for both me and Teresa. We made two friends at the table. So, yeah. thank you very you much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I did not expect to be uh, coming to Fort McMurray and singing Kumbaya. <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, it's never ex- unexpe- expected, unexpected, man. Uh, like I said, thank you for 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 coming up and just being open. Like I said, we're used to a lot of people coming up with their own agenda, not having a lick of care what what the local. The locals think right and that's always been my plight that's why this whole podcast was created is instead of listening to people print media that comes in writes a story and says this is the real fort mac how about you listen to some residents that actually live here their whole lives or or the majority of their lives and or even the person that chooses to live here for a couple for a short period of time and actually get their reactions of what this place is all about that's the whole purpose of the ymn podcast and uh i thank you very much for coming guys um, where can people find you online? I know you already pitched the YouTube site, but say it again. Uh, YouTube.com slash heavy crude video. 
um, heavycrudevideo.com, I think, redirects to it. Either that or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash heavycrudevideo. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Twitter? Heavy crude video, heavy crude video, just, heavy just, crude video. Yeah, I, I, I keep forgetting that. But yes. also, also, you know, I Google these guys, Andy Cobb and Mike DeMatt. I was going to say, yeah, they yeah. can find you guys on they Twitter. I know we've been one. talking there, there to both a, There was a great, uh, great bit you did uh, for some left-wing at, at the rally for... Sanity or whatever it was. Oh yeah, 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 The rally for sanity. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, the big one that John Stewart did, where he's out there interviewing his people. You know, the left, kind of the left, about uh, Obama's a, is Obama a Keynesian, right? And they were taking it as <laughs> is he Kenyan? And so they're all getting mad at him. It's a pretty funny, pretty funny video. You got to. And that's on Heavy Crude YouTube. No, uh, uh, that you might be able to find a bootleg out there. There's a, there's a little backstory behind that one. It's not publicly available, but I think there's a bootleg out there. <laughs> we'll try uh, it. We'll but try yeah, it but we've got a, we've got a, a please. Uh, if, if anyone would like to check out our work, please check us out. There's uh, it's uh, there's far more uh, on on the interweb machines on us than anyone would ever be interested in. So at Andy Cobb on Twitter at Mike Demanskis as the Mike is on Twitter, uh, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, There's a little special way we always close out, and I'm sure you'll catch on to it pretty quick. So for uh, this episode of the YMM Podcast, on behalf of Tito, Ash, and Steve, I'm Todsky. I'm Teresa. I'm Mike Demanski. I'm Tim Moen. I'm Andy. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. Thank <laughs> you.